Welcome to the Legal Toolkit, where you'll get the latest trends and legal business initiatives that help you manage your law firm every day. Hear from the experts setting the standards for legal, insurance, compliance, and tools of the profession. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Here's the host of the Legal Toolkit, Jared Correa. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Legal Toolkit here on the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Jared Correa, and in addition to serving as the host of this uh, tremendous internet radio program, I'm also the practice management advisor with the Massachusetts LOMAP. LOMAP provides free and confidential law practice management consulting services to Massachusetts attorneys. For more information on LOMAP's offerings, visit our website at masslomap.org or like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash masslomap. Before we get started, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Clio, for web-based practice management. Visit goclio.com for more information. On the Legal Toolkit, we provide you each month with a new tool to add to your own legal toolkit so your practices will become more and more like best practices. And this show will not be out of line with that settled expectation. Today, we're talking about online reputation management for lawyers. My guest today is Conrad Sam, Vice President of Marketing at Urban Spoon, the online restaurant directory. While Urban Spoon's not a legal website, Conrad is certainly legit, having previously been the senior marketing manager for AVO, an online directory of doctors and lawyers licensed in the United States. Prior to AVO, Conrad worked with major consumer brands, assisting them to adapt their online marketing strategies to meet the changing market, technology, and regulatory environments of the Internet. His experience includes numerous award-winning interactive projects for clients like Disney, Nickelodeon, Lego, MTV, Ford, Macromedia, the United Nations, Microsoft, AOL, McDonald's, Mattel, and Napster. This is Conrad's second appearance on the Legal Toolkit, so welcome back to the Legal Toolkit, Conrad. Well, thank you for having me. I I enjoyed the first time around, and I, I can assume we will only improve on that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's a quite a list of accomplishments there. Are you working on World Peace next? Uh, world Peace, and uh, right now it's all about restaurants. Um, <laughs> world, world Peace, actually, you know what, when I did get to work with the UN, it was, it was uh, much bigger than myself. It was a very humbling experience. Oh, that's cool. Well, this will be uh, slightly less impressive than that, but let's get to it anyway. <laughs> I have high expectations. <laughs> uh, so most people are on the interwebs these days, we know that, but not everybody checks into what people are saying about them online. So, Conrad, why is online reputation management so important for professionals like attorneys? Well, the most important thing to remember is that people are talking. They're talking about all sorts of things, and, and the web, I mean, we're seeing, frankly, we're seeing this in Syria right now. We're learning about what's going on in Syria, not from reporters, but from, from individuals experiencing what's going on. And, you know, reviewing books online seems like an antiquated concept, but, you know, Amazon started this off with this, these review sites of, of books. And now what we're finding is that people are reviewing everything, their experience at a restaurant, for my case, an Urban Spoon, their experience with an attorney uh, on a site like Avo. Uh, and so they're sharing their experiences with products and services and people uh, in ways that we were never really able to do uh, even 10 years ago. So uh, it's, it's important to understand that people are talking about you, whether you like it or not. 
people talking about people. There's a song yeah. in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, it's one thing to act when you know somebody's saying something about you that's negative. But uh, what if somebody's attacking you in a way that's not so overt? So are there simple and cheap tracking tools out there that lawyers can use to figure out who's talking about them? And not only that, but what they're saying? Yeah, the best thing that, and, and this is this is a standby now, but uh, everyone uh, who listens to this should have a Google Alert set up for your name, maybe your company's name, maybe your competitors, um, but understanding what people are saying about, essentially the way the Google Alerts work is as the Google spiders crawl through the web and they find that phrase, let's say in my case, Conrad Somm, they'll say, oh, interesting, uh, this, there's a new piece of content about Conrad Somm, and now I'm going to email uh, this address, it's Conrad Somm, uh, that the, the story about Conrad Somm has been uh, written about. And so I get that email every day, and I can quickly tell what's being said about me, um, and I do it for my companies, I still do it for Avo, uh, and it just it's a great, easy, very easy way to keep up with the times. Now, one of the things you need to think about um, as we talk about online reputation management and names is uh, if you have a very common name, or if, for example, your name is Tom Brady, and you're an attorney uh, and not the Patriots quarterback, you're going to have to think carefully about filtering and, and having a, a, a little more sophisticated query uh, about your name so you don't get inundated with, say, Tom Brady news. Mm. Or you just have Giselle Bunch and take care of everybody that messes with you. <laughs> exactly. So um, are there any websites then, including profile sites like Avo, uh, for who you used to work, uh, that attorneys should be watching in particular outside of doing the name search? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I would I would look at all of those profile sites. Um, so, Avo being my, you know, dear to my heart, and, you know, thanks for the full disclosure that I used to work there. Um, but Avo's done a really, really great job of ranking for a bunch of legal terms. They have a ton of traffic. I believe there are two and a half million users a month, um, heavily on the legal side. And yep. so uh, getting a feel for what's being said about you on a place like Avo is important. Now, there's lots of other ones. Yelp, I'm starting to see attorney names uh, and, and reviews uh, show up on Yelp. So yep. that's another thing to take advantage of. Uh, ultimately, you're going to find these sites um, through those Google alerts. So wherever someone's talking about you, you should be able to find. Um, the big ones tend to be, I would say, Avo, Yelp, uh, for starters. How about LinkedIn, just generally? Well, so the, the, here's a different thing. The, the, the fundamental difference with LinkedIn is that you have the opportunity to reject a review. So they actually don't call them reviews on LinkedIn. It's an endorsement. Okay, so uh, the, the things on LinkedIn tend to be universally positive. Um, so presumably, you, you actually have to publish proactively uh, comments about you to a LinkedIn profile. Um, having said that, I don't want to um, miss the importance of LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a, is a, it's a monster. And especially if you are in the business world, having an, an up-to-date, positive profile on LinkedIn is extremely important. Yeah, so it looks like we're talking about a two-pronged approach here where you're tracking your uh, recommendations or reviews on certain sites and you're getting this general information about what people are saying about you using Google Alerts. Yeah, yep. 
Yep, Google Alerts and being and just being proactive on those on those places where you know the, the reality is there are a lot of these profile sites popping up. You could spend all of your time working on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I would do is choose four or five that you are going to uh, spend most of your time on, and those those that you spend most of your time on really should be the ones that get the most traffic. Yeah, so you're thinking like LinkedIn, Google Plus, Facebook, probably Avo, of course, places like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what about comments that are negative but true? And we'll get into some uh, reputation management defense tools in the second half of the program. Uh, With respect to those comments, is there any way to spin those into positive public relations engagements if you've made a mistake? Well, I I always consider, and I think this is a great mindset that, frankly, lawyers have a really difficult time getting their heads around. But I always consider a negative comment to be your greatest marketing opportunity. Okay, it sounds like marketing fluff or or a, a hell of a stretch of reality. However, consider this: people know that people make mistakes. People know that um, the service isn't always perfect. Um, people know that sometimes you have those crazy people out there who are going to rant and rave no matter what the outcome of of, of a case or, or or a matter. And so the way you respond, and we know this in, in everyday life, the way you respond to something negative tells a lot more about you as a person and a service provider than the way you respond to something positive. It's very easy for me to cheerlead about my successes. It's much more difficult for me to handle those setbacks in, in, in a professional manner. So having said that, what I would always recommend is a couple points dealing with negative things. Always acknowledge it. Okay. Personalize it. I am very sorry you had this experience. Take it offline. Please call me at my office. I've instructed my front desk to uh, pass your call directly to my desk. Um, and, And I would love to talk to you about this. Okay. What I would not do is defend, call them a liar, suggest that they're an idiot. Um, because that is showcasing yourself in a fairly unprofessional light. Mm-hmm. The thing to remember with negative reviews and your reply to negative reviews, the negative review reply is not for the person who had the bad experience. It's for the 500 people who are going to read it and your response afterwards. That's mm-hmm. why it's an awesome marketing opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now, before we leave this half of the show, um, I'm sort of interested as well about soliciting reviews. Um, yep. Is that appropriate? What's the most effective way to do it? Um, does it sort of work? Yeah. So, uh, you know, there are, I, I am not going to get into the ethical implications of soliciting reviews. Uh, so so <laughs> everyone <enough>. listening <laughs> on different states, you guys need to go scratch your heads and yell at your bar associations <laughs> to figure out whether you can or can't be soliciting reviews. I will, however, give you two pieces of best practices around this. The first thing to remember is that the number of reviews and the quality of those reviews is a ranking factor for showing up in Google local searches. Okay, So the, the quality and quantity of, of reviews about an individual lawyer, say a DUI lawyer in Seattle, is going to impact whether or not they show up in that what we call the, the local pack. Um, they can be very powerful for putting you in there. So don't underestimate the power of reviews. Secondly, this is, this is a best practice that I've heard from some of the local optimization experts. One of the greatest things to do, I mean, this is a no-brainer, but it's, it's great advice. Find out those clients who are really happy. Um, and you should, you should probably have a feel already for those clients that are already happy when you finish a matter. Um, and ask them for a review. 
probably don't ask those clients who aren't happy for reviews. <laughs> but push the happy clients to those review sites like Avo or Yelp um, or even Google Now um, mm-hmm. that you will uh, get some positive recommendation. And, and the caution, I mean, it's, it's obviously you don't ask the unhappy client for a review, but a lot of people have these autoresponders where, hey, we just finished your matter and I'm automatically going to email everyone out this email asking for a positive review. I'd filter that to make sure that you're really trying to get those people who are delighted with the work that you've done. So let's talk quickly about local, if uh, if you will. Uh, sure. With Google's new Search Your World uh, system here, if you're logged into your Google account, you're getting a lot of like specialized results from folks in your contacts. So how important exactly. now is local search becoming for reputation management? Well, I think so. When you think about local, you touched on two very interesting things there. Uh, the mm-hmm. first is the personalization of search results. And, and we're finding um, some, some uh, reports have shown that up to six of the 10 results on that search page have been influenced by personalization factors. What does that mean? Uh, that means that if I am in Seattle and I search for DUI lawyer, Google knows that I'm actually in Seattle, so they're going to send me a bunch of results that are about Seattle DUI lawyers, not DUI lawyers in Poughkeepsie, New York. Yep. Um, it also means things like uh, Facebook and uh, Google Plus, for example, are impacting what shows up in those search results for people based on your social web. So if I do a search for, uh, let me just do an example. Actually, let's do a Massachusetts example. If I do a search for uh, Best Steakhouse in Massachusetts, and Jared has has recommended on Yelp uh, his favorite steakhouse is Bill's Steakhouse, I may get that result in my feed. Uh, or actually, to be more clear, if Jared has, in, has, has given that a plus one, for example, on Google+, I'm more likely to get that in my search results when I do a search result for Google because we're connected socially. So it's very, very interesting how search used to be kind of a, a one-size-fits-all. We're now getting much more personalized results. Uh, so that's something to take into account when you're thinking about local. The other thing when, to, when you think about local, and, and I'll touch on this very briefly, but this is in a completely different science, search results SEO, the science of SEO, and the science of local optimization are two completely different things. The algorithms that determine what shows up in local results and the algorithm that shows up for those natural results um, are completely different. The thing to know, and this is is 101, it gets much deeper than this, but the thing to know is the search engines use consistency of what is called NAP, that is name, address, and phone number. Okay, And so what you want to do is have a consistent name, address, and phone number across a multitude of sites in the legal world. Take Avo, for example. You want your name, address, and phone number to be identical to the one that's on your website, to the, to the one that's on the Yelp website, uh, to the one on your LinkedIn, your public LinkedIn page. Um, yep. So these signals will start to reinforce to uh, the search engines that this is exactly who it says it is, and I can actually put that pin dot down because I know that this is a business called X. Here's their phone number, and um, this is their exact address. Hmm. Lots of good so stuff was, there, Conrad. And, and that was sort of, that was uh, me going off on your. You opened the door to to local, and I couldn't couldn't stop myself. I I, I kind of did it on purpose. I'll admit. <laughs> <laughs> so you're bringing the heat as always, but we got to take a, a short break here. Uh, when we come back, we'll have more with Conrad Sam, but now a word from our sponsor, Clio. Hi, my name is Kay Kenny from Legal Talk Network, and I'm joined by Jack Newton, president of Clio. 
Jack is going to talk to us about the benefits of cloud computing. Now, what do you think the single biggest benefit to cloud computing is? In talking to our customers recently uh, about that very question, I was surprised with what came back with as, as a really resounding response, and that was that it's the convenience and the freedom that cloud computing affords them. The ability to get their work done from anywhere, whether it's at their office, at the courthouse, at home, or even if they're on vacation, they're able to get their work done where and when they need to get it done. Uh, the mobile aspect of things is also increasingly important. Well, with cloud-based software, you can access your data and software from your iPhone or your iPad, uh, your BlackBerry, uh, and other mobile devices. So for the uh, lawyers that are on the move, which is an increasing uh, proportion of lawyers, that's a, a really key benefit as well. We've been talking to Jack Newton, president of Clio. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you. And if anyone wants additional information on Clio, they can feel free to visit www.goclio.com. That's G-O-C-L-I-O.com. Want to stay in touch with the Legal Talk Network and get our shows automatically? RSS provides home delivery. You don't have to remember where to click. The good stuff comes right to you automatically and free. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and hit the RSS button at the top of the page. It says our podcast feeds. Now you'll be all set. You can advertise with us at Legal Talk Network and have your own commercial play in this podcast. Just give us a call anytime at 781-551-9960 or shoot us an email at admin at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. All right. Welcome back to the Legal Toolkit on the Legal Talk Network. Today, I'm joined by Conrad Sam for a second time. Conrad is the Vice President of Marketing at Urban Spoon, and we are talking about online reputation management. So above the uh, first half of the podcast, we were talking about how negative comments come up, where you can find them. Let's turn now to some proactive methods for tackling those negative comments. So I think we talked a little bit about this before, but if you'd like to add anything, Conrad, feel free. So how can positive comments, existing or cultivated, be used to combat those negative client reviews? Well, a couple of things to think about is one of the questions you need to ask yourself, and, and some of the sites approach this very differently, but um, for the most part, sites will do a mixture of either chronological posting of reviews. So if you had a bad review, the easiest way to push that down, say, for example, on Avo, is to get three or four good reviews, and that pushes the bad one down. Um, Google, and I'm not sure how Yelp does this, but Google, for example, will try and have a mix of reviews that show up that is indicative of the overall perspective of those reviews. So what that means is if half of your reviews are positive and half of your reviews are negative and you've got 20 reviews, they will show two positive ones and two negative ones. And they, they, mm -hmm. they try and um, uh, dial that in appropriately. Mm -hmm. So clearly the best thing to do when you're dealing with online reviews is to do great work and get people to talk about it, um, which is, uh, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer, but pushing people, especially when you're dealing with legal, to be comfortable talking about their experience is something that I, I would recommend with a caveat that I'm not a bar regulator. <laughs> and you're right. I mean, it's a lot more difficult to get somebody to talk about their lawyer than about their favorite restaurant, as you know. Yeah, um, it's, it's very true. And I think, I think one of the disservices that the legal industry has done for itself is to um, look at all of the social media marketing angles and all the SEO stuff 
that's out there and think that it applies in the same way to to law. And the reality is law is very different, right? It's it's I'm not going to fan my DUI lawyer's Facebook page. I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about my divorce so publicly. So we have to think about these things um, with the nuance and the, and the filter of, of legal as, as you read about search or social and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so we talked about this a little bit before as well when you're talking about lawyers and doctors named Tom Brady. Um, it's still important to dominate that vanity search, it sounds like, with respect to online reputation management. So how can that help attorneys to claim or reclaim their good names if they can dominate that name search? Yeah. So what I would do, and, and, and I'm going to break this into two parts of my answer. Um, mm-hmm. What I would do is first consider the competitiveness of your name. And so if, if, you're, if you're Tom Brady and you happen to practice law and not throw a football for a, for a living, um, you need to understand that most people are going to uh, type in Tom Brady lawyer as opposed to um, Tom Brady when they're looking for you. Most people understand that. The, the difficulty comes for those people who there's, there's some obscure celebrity. Um, I, I work with uh, a, a heart surgeon out in Seattle who is named Scott Haugen. And uh, there is also a Scott Haugen who is a famous big game hunter. So if you search for <laughs> Scott Haugen, uh, all you get are pictures like dead elephants and, and wildebeest <laughs> and stuff like that. Not exactly what you're looking for uh, in your heart surgeon. Or maybe it is. I don't know. I'm, I'm making some broad <laughs> generalizations here. Um, so you need to understand the nuance of your specific name. My name, for example, anything that has ever been written about me is very easy to find because I'm the only Conrad Somm uh, on the earth right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing to think about. After you've kind of gotten a feel for that, what I would do is think about those places where they automatically do very well in search because they're very strong and have a name component to their search strategy. LinkedIn is an obvious example for this. Um, LinkedIn is very much optimized around a person's name. Um, There are other sites out there, and I'll just kind of rattle them off. At Avvo, we did a a lot of work on doing unranking extremely well for name search. Google Profiles, um, different from Google Local, but the, the Google Profiles, uh, you can actually have a profile of a human as opposed to a business. Google Profiles tend to do extremely well on name search. Um, Twitter is also doing very, very well on name search. Um, the site Quora, it's a Q&A site um, that got a lot of traction in the tech world. Um, they started doing very well on name search. So find those places where they already rank very well for a search. They're really strong sites that have those opportunities uh, to rank for your name. Great advice um, once again. Uh, so we have time for one more question here. And okay. let's track back to what you talked about before on the last appearance that you made here about SEO. Okay. Um, what SEO tools might work when it comes to online reputation management? I know you've addressed some initially, but um, any others that you can think of that might help folks out? Um, so from an SEO, and this is, this is the... the this this I could go, turn into another rant about um, search engine marketing tools oh, and, and how we use SEO. <laughs> this is this is what I would think about, and, and this is something we haven't touched on. Understand, you know, I talked about finding those sites that are really strong to put your name on. You should also know where your name ranks um, for your own website. Okay, yes, you should have a profile page that is heavily optimized for your own name. So, for example, and this is a caveat that I give to lots of small businesses. If you're a three-person law firm, every lawyer should have their own page um, that's optimized for their name. Um, And I would look at your Google Analytics 
to that page. So what are the phrases, what are the terms that are bringing people um, to your web page um, that are related to your name? And that's, that's primarily going to happen on your bio page. Um, and I'll give you an example. My wife is a doctor. Um, she's married to a great online marketing guy, so uh, I have all the answers to these things. But, you know, the, the variability in the way in which she is searched for online is actually really interesting. There's misspellings of her name. There's doctor this. There's, there's all sorts. There, there's uh, plus geography. So seeing how her name is, is misspelled or, or, or how people think of her, um, by those terms that are actually bringing traffic to her website is actually really interesting. And there, there may be some nuggets of, of, of information that you can pull out of that. For example, a misspelling of a name, or are you frequently referred to as lawyer Tom Brady uh, instead of Thomas Brady? Um, you, can, you can learn a lot by looking at some of that data. The greatest thing about Google Analytics is it's 100% free, and it's a, it's a fairly easy-to-use tool. Excellent. Uh, more good points there, Conrad. So uh, that's all we got today. Um, and I know we've uh, been very rangy in all the topics we've uh, discussed. So I appreciate you coming on. Oh, so like pleasure. I said, that'll do it for this edition of the Legal Toolkit. And remember that you can check out all of our shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com. As I said before, and as I cut you off before, Conrad, special thanks for you for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Um, nice to talk with you again. Yeah, thanks for returning to us, despite the fact that you have left the legal vertical. Now, um, if any of our listeners want to find out more about you or about or Urban Spoon, like if they did want to find out the best steak place in Boston, how would they go about doing that? Uh, well, that, that's nice of you for, to give me that plug. So ideally, you've got it on your iPhone, and you can just pull up Urban Spoon. It's GPS-based, so I know exactly where you are, and look up a steak restaurant, and you should be able to make a reservation directly on Urban Spoon. Easy as pie. Easy and on pun. that, <laughs> on the note of that terrible pun, <laughs> <laughs> thanks again, Conrad. And uh, don't forget, all of you listening out there in Internet Radio Land, to listen to us at the Legal Toolkit. Come back next time, but don't mess with us, or our supermodel wife Giselle will be all up in your grill piece. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network. Its officers, directors, employees agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Legal Toolkit. You can subscribe to the RSS feed and hear Jared every month right here on The Legal Talk Network. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Som. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.